Hey, what's up everybody? It is August 9th at 2.14pm, uh, and I am stone cold sober. Uh, no booze this time. I'm talking a little quieter because I'm afraid that I might say something that could offend the people here, but I'm tired. And I'm not... I mean, yeah, I'm a little mentally tired, a little physically tired from all the traveling, sleeping on a lumpy mattress, but... I'm also just tired of the world. You know, I'm tired of the corruption, you know, it's seeing what's going on in the media and uh, how one-sided everything is, the one-sided narrative. you got to be so extreme. I'm tired of the world in the sense that, like, being of the world. You know, I, I love my wife dearly. She comes from a big family, uh, but they're loaded. You know, she had no idea how affluent she was until she met me, really. And uh, her house is over 5,000 square feet, like her childhood home. Now, she had the same all-American childhood that I had, you know, going outside in the garden and mowing the lawn and picking up sticks and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, seven kids. I came from a family of four kids. But there's just little things you don't appreciate, like, like how large your kitchen is or how much space your hallways have or... You know, there's just a lot of elbow room, the three different central air, like that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, she, they eat, they eat shrimp like it's no fucking tomorrow. Like, her dad went out and bought 15 pounds of shrimp the other night we had that for dinner. And it's awesome, right? Like, it's super duper great. But with that, you know, now here we are all vacationing on the beach. And, you know, everybody's drinking. And everybody's on their phones. And everybody's wearing the fancy clothes. And I just, uh, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of walking the beach, too. I'm tired of seeing everybody out smoking their cigarettes. And everybody's fat. And social media is just grinding me down. You know, I want to be around people who are um, almost ascetic. You know, that are on that, that pure path. Um, trying to figure out who they really are. And not hiding from it. Um trying to figure out how they can positively influence the world. And so I appreciate you being with me. I appreciate you guys holding me accountable. Um, I, I cannot believe the messages that I got. And uh, I did get one from Helen. Helen out of the Pacific Northwest. And there's a lot of personal details in here, so I, I don't want to get into it too much. Um, I feel like a piece of shit, though, because I had replied. I thought I had replied to all of them prior to sending out my last episode. And... Um, and I haven't even hit send on her email, because now I'm opening it up, and I, I just wrote a message back, and never hit send. Um, it is a good one. Lots of love, Jay. How about I write, it is a keeper. Um, damn, man, I fucking suck. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, so anyway, here we are, and so basically, she was on day 12. Day 12, 51 years old, uh, mother, two sons, married, tried to quit, you know, 500 plus times, and uh, was struggling, you know, found the podcast, uh, and a lot that she could relate to, um, both athletes, uh, both trying to help other people in our life. So here we go here, uh, at the end of February 2020, uh, quit the job, she was working as a group fitness instructor. And she'd been there for seven years, but just had a toxic boss. And uh, at that point, she'd just been doing edibles, just to get a night's sleep and um, on the weekends to kind of get shit done. 
and she know she describes herself as an unmedicated ADHD sufferer, and uh, discovered the magic of getting shit done on cannabis. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. So doing okay, you know, fitness scale, post to smoking, then COVID lockdowns happened, and then uh, you know, kind of got into it again, getting stoned every day on edibles. March and April 2020, early May, decided to smoke, and boom. That was the beginning of an over two-year bender of smoking almost every day for over two years. Um, and, of course, not counting the three to five days of trying to quit a couple times a month. I fucking know how that is. Helen, yes, I do. And so, uh, never in a million years she thought uh, that she would become someone who smoked, but here she is. Uh, she can totally relate to being lost in the void when training. And, unfortunately, uh, she had to quit running several years ago due to knee injuries and wanted to save her body for hiking rather than pounding the pavement. Um, she lives in the Pacific Northwest. It's got great hiking. comes down to priorities. Uh, and now, you know, she's fully certified in Pilates. Like, she, she's killing it. It took over 500 hours, a year and a half. Um, Pilates became her place to lose, to lose herself in the void. Uh, but she found the shift away from Pilates into cannabis, and before she knew it, uh, she was simply losing herself in the void of being high. Every day, almost all day. Um, so, it's just, uh, I'm. it's funny because a lot of times I get, I shouldn't say a lot of times, I have not gotten that many messages in the grand scheme of things. I don't think I've gotten more than 20 people since I started this to reach out to me, and that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, but of the 20 of them, the message, there's always one line in them, and that's like, wow, I'm not alone. You know, or like, Wow. And so that was that was kind of it here with Helen. And um, I wanted to also share right at the bottom, um, she was concerned about me. She saw I hadn't posted since July 2nd. And, <laughs> wow, like, you know, that's that's heavy shit for me over here. Like, people, people are actually thinking about me. Because uh, I think I've said it before, you guys, but my wife doesn't care. Uh, she actually wants me to. She has friends whose husbands smoke. Um, you know, says the, <laughs> says the sex is a little better and... You know, we get to just kind of unwind and be together reading on the couch or something. And so that, that does make it a little hard. And my brother and my friends, like, they're all into it. But um, anyway, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Sorry. It's just uh, one one thing she Oh, that, you know, that she was thinking about me and that she cared. You know, she still saw I'd fallen off the wagon. Um, she said she was praying for me. And I wanted to share this verse. And so I, I looked it up in my own Bible, and I'm just going to use that uh version for you guys here so it's a uh, Romans Romans 5 verses 3 through 5 and not only this but we also exalt in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance proven character and proven character hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us and my little description down here basically says, suffering produces good results in the believer's life. And th that's kind of crazy because I have this tattoo on my arm. I got this half sleeve, right? The myth of Sisyphus. And getting that tattoo was ridiculous. The guy drew it up the night before. He called me into his room. He hadn't even started it yet. But it was my first tattoo, so I didn't really feel comfortable calling him out on that. I had driven all the way to Massachusetts to get it done, took a day off of work, you know, $150 an hour, this guy was coming from New Mexico to a tattoo parlor there, and so I just, like, I ran with it, you know, anyway, so we got the big face of Sisyphus, and then the guy rolling the boulder up the hill, 
And then on top of that is a Greek fury. She's sitting there. She's a goddess of justice. And the idea that I had read from uh, Albert Camus was a Camus was that we find satisfaction in the struggle. And this verse says something a little different, right? It's that suffering produces good results in the believer's life. Uh, and, and we can dissect that a little bit more. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so the, the tattoo is kind of like, okay, well, we should find satisfaction in the struggle because otherwise, you know, all we do is live and die and you might as well commit suicide. Like, it's the struggle that makes life meaningful. But in this case, you know, it seems like, oh, we exalt in our tribulations knowing that tribulations bring about perseverance. Okay, so I have to work hard to get through something challenging. And then working hard produces good character. Okay, so now I have, like, quality character. And then proven character produces hope. So I'm a really good dude, I see the best side of things, I know where things can go, and hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Um, we see God working in the world, we see God working in our lives, and at the end of the day, every day on earth is a celebration, if you're a believer. It's a celebration of God's work, of God's power, that light will overcome darkness, you know, we're headed to a point to where the world is, of course, so evil and corrupt, and the Antichrist comes, and, uh, you know, then the, we're in Revelations, and it's the end of days, but what happens at the end of Re Revelations? You know, God wins. Like, I am a sucker for children's stories. I'm a sucker for uh, children's movies. I like a happy ending. I'm a sucker for a happy ending. <sighs> And sometimes it seems hard to believe that there'll be a happy ending to all this. You know, the world becomes more and more inorganic. I thought about writing a book where, you know, the, the biggest danger is inorganic life being able to support inorganic life. Uh, you know, getting its own electricity and then, you know, being able to power its own machines to assemble itself. And then all of a sudden, there you go. You know, you don't need humans anymore. But... I have a little quote on my computer at school, and it says, existence is beneficial. And existence, for us, you know, we are organic life. You know, ultimately, all our energy comes from the sun. Uh, we are building, we're creating, we're becoming more diverse, uh, just as species, right, as organisms on the planet. And we have things now on Earth that no other planet that we know of has. And... It's full of gifts. Nature is full of gifts. And God has given us those gifts. Um, whether you believe God is Jesus Christ or just um, the one who has blessed us, which is what they kind of refer to in the Quaker meetings. It's interesting. They don't really say Jesus. They just say God or the one who has blessed us. That's kind of cool. Um, or it's something else. Or it's just some other positive force. I don't know. But there's a, there's a beauty in creation and a power in creation that you, you really can't deny and everything man does is just to try to mimic that. So uh, I know I'm getting off in the weeds there, but uh, I got to tell you, the drinking yesterday, not a big deal, but I went out. I got a win. You know, her sister was going out to train with the uh, sister's girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go out work out with you. And whoo, man, you want to talk about a wake-up call. Like you take a bad boy and you make him dig a hole every day. You turn him into a good boy, right? 
And so you take somebody who, a bad boy, right, who's thinking, oh, drinking's cool or something, and then you put them out in the hot sun and make them do push-ups and run and step-ups and, uh, you know, dumbbell cleans. And by the end of that, you know, you realize, oh, shit, like, this is not really very good for me. That was a mistake. You know, it imposes a little discipline. Well, physical suffering helps you understand the necessity for discipline. And so, like I said, today I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the world. I'm just not feeling the world. I, I feel like I want to separate myself from it. Um, I'll probably still drink again while I'm down here. I know it's not like I got crunk or anything yesterday, but I got to tell you, training on a belly full of rum, because I had just taken like two shots or something of rum, and then going out and working out, whew, I paid for that. So, all right, enough about me. I don't know the right way to live. As you guys know, so let's go to uh, let's go to somebody who does. Proverbs chapter twenty-two. A good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees evil and hides himself, but the naive go on, and are punished for it. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord. Are riches, honor, and life. Damn. Verse 4. Right there. You know, because I assume we're all trying to sober up to, you know, save our families, to save ourselves, to make a bigger impact, to know that we could be making more money, uh, we could be more proud of who we are. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you do that and you think you're going to be some, like, monk or something, right? You're going to be broke. And the idea of wanting to be rich, you know, and I'm not making any money off this podcast, I can tell you that. I've spent over... $200 minimum on this podcast, and I haven't seen it dime back, and that's okay, but, you know, it's like, oh, how do you, how do you couple humility, let's say I go with the motivational speaking route, right, someday I'm, I either have tenure or whatever, and I finally have the balls to say, all right, this is, this is really me, this is my journey, and uh, I want you guys, you know, I want you kids to learn from my mistakes, because I sat in that chair right where you are, listening to motivational speakers, and what went through my mind at that time was, oh, well, that's great, you got to go out and do it, and experience it, and now here you are, and everything's fine, and I think there's a better way to communicate that, I think you could, it's easier to, I don't know, I just, you could talk about the, the people who fell off, right, like we, my friend who overdosed on uh, heroin, um, my friends who had great prospects in college and now are deadbeats. Uh, there's just, it's like, how, how soon do you want greatness, right? Like, do you want to go out there and experience some drugs and then experience greatness at age 40 or 50? Or by age 25, do you want to have the big house, the nice car, and the fancy vacation home and be traveling the world, right? Like, what's more important to you? Like, this this temporary, superficial experience anyway I, I, I digress but that's pretty cool proverbs uh chapter 22 verse 4 the reward of humility and the fear of the lord are riches honor and life thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse he who guards himself will be far from them train up a child in the way he should go even when he is old he will not depart from it the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave he who sows iniquity will reap vanity and the rod of his fury will perish. He who is generous will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. Drive out the scoffer, and contention will go out, 
even strife and dishonor will cease. He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious, the king is his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the treacherous man. The sluggard says, There is a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, the mouth of an adulteress is a deep pit. He who is cursed of the Lord will fall into it. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to make more for himself, or who gives to the rich, will only come to poverty. Now here we are in uh, Proverbs concerning various practices. Uh, verse 17. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your mind to my knowledge. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, that they may be ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have taught you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge, to make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may correctly answer him who sent you? Do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate, for the Lord will plead their case, and take the life of those who rob them. Do not associate with a man given to anger, or go with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Do not be among those who give pledges, among those who become grantors for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take your bed from under you? Do not move the ancient boundary which your fathers have set. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. And uh, may God's blessing be upon that reading today. I do have a quote for you. Yes, sir, Bob. Uh, J.R. Tolkien. Deeds will not be less valiant because they are unpraised. Deeds will not be less valiant because they are unpraised. And I say one more uh, from J.R. Tolkien. It's the job that's never started as takes longest to finish. So send me an email, quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com. Listen, I, I, I don't know what you guys are looking for in this. I'm, I just keep kind of doing my thing here. But if there's something that would keep you more engaged or something that you wish you heard every time, whether it's maybe a small piece of news, maybe you want to know the daily weather, maybe uh, it's more quotes, maybe it's uh, some training advice or some mechanic advice or just a little tip of the week sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty diverse guy. I, you know, I can twirl wrenches with the best of them. I know some construction stuff. Um, so anyway, all that kind of stuff. Just let me know. I, I, I want to make this valuable for you. I want to make your time. Your time is uh, important. And I appreciate that you share some of it with me. And I'm even more appreciative of those who have reached out uh, to share their stories. Because, um, you know, it's one thing to hear three stories. It's one thing to hear five stories. Now I think, like I said, I'm up to 20. And uh, it's... It's <laughs> it's starting to it's starting to add up, I guess is the only way I can put it. So lots of love everybody. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.